Welcome to the Graduate Medicine Success Podcast. Graduate Medicine Success is a blog that helps graduates get into and succeed at studying medicine. This is episode three of the series, Life in the Time of Coronavirus. Today, we'll get an insight into what it's been like for a Chinese citizen during the outbreak. My name is Eleanor and I run the blog. And today I'm joined by Perry. So thank you so much, Perry, for being on the podcast today. I'd like to start off by asking, how did the outbreak affect your Chinese New Year celebrations? Um, well, so this this pandemic uh, get us outbreak before the the Chinese New Year. Actually, literally, I think it's at least a week before the real Chinese New Year. So mm. at that time, uh, it was two days before the Wuhan was sealed off. So uh, personally, I traveled from Shenzhen to my hometown. At that time, it was normal. But after like five days, when the news comes out, when like people, they post all the like news links mm. on WeChat moments on everything, mm. then we were told not to not going out anymore. So basically, because one day before the Chinese New Year, we usually go out to go like uh, shopping to buy everything. But mm. this year, I didn't go out anymore. Just my father took me to a nearby supermarket and we finished everything very quickly. And I was so afraid when I'm in crowds. Because, mm. you know, the whole country is in the high alert of the, those crowded people. Because... Mm. Uh, at that time, we are aware of the like social distancing and how it works, and uh, we wear masks. Uh, and I went to the pharmacy. I bought a lot of masks. Mm. And just uh, just after a day, the masks are all sold out. Mm. And uh, my family tried. Well, my parents at first they didn't buy it. The thing is like made up stories. But after that. Um, Everyone in my family, even my grandparents, they start to accept this fact and the whole family is locked at home. So, yeah, no entertainment, no celebrations outside, just stay at home. So before the Chinese New Year and uh, after the situation is getting more stable, we have been stayed at home for... I think at least a month. Mm. Yeah. And and during that time, were there ways to, for example, get deliveries of food and so on so that you could still remain essentially at home? Uh, actually, because in my city, it's not that serious. Mm. When, when Wuhan is uh, really, when, when the situation is really serious in some other places, because my hometown is a rather small city, so I can still go to the supermarkets, but try to just finish everything very quickly and wear a mask. Uh, I don't need a food delivery. And because it's a Chinese New Year, usually everyone will prepare a lot in the fridge because that's what we usually do. So mm-hmm. it's like thanks to the tradition, so we don't have to think too much about the food and because my grandparents they live in countryside so mm. they got a lot of like vegetables and 
chicken sort of things. They brought it, brought them to my home. So this is fine. This was fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, and just to get a bit of perspective, so you're more in the sort of south of China, and Wuhan is more sort of north, isn't it? So you're probably quite far from the origin of the outbreak. Um, because uh, it's actually my province borders the Wuhan Wuhan city. Oh, Wuhan I city see. Sorry. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not very far, but uh, because Wuhan is a big city, and my hometown is rather small, so mm. yeah, there's not much like a transportation and people flowing into my city. So I think that's why. Okay. Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, in, in places other than Wuhan, it was a lot more relaxed. That's what you're saying. And actually it was two days before the Wuhan lockdown that, you know, the Chinese celebrations were beginning um, and you, you were in your hometown. So, I mean, I wondered if you were living in China during the SARS pandemic and how that contrasted the response to this uh, the the SARS yeah. right in two thousand and three. Oh, I was in China, but I was very young. I think I was in primary mm. school. Uh, and at that time, I studied in the primary school in the countryside. So, as I think the situation is even better for me, because um, at that time we didn't have like a lot of consciousness of that like pandemic. Mm. Um, just my mother, like every day, she gave me some herbs to drink, mm. or or they they tell us not going out a lot. But it's not like serious, like like this pandemic. Because as I know, in the countryside, even in the countryside, um, they were told not going out, don't gather mm. up. But when I was, when it happened in the during the SARS time. It's not that serious. And I know at that time it's more serious in Beijing, mm. which is in northern mm. China, but I'm in south. So I still think the consciousness is much stronger now. Mm. Because at that time, we don't have WeChat moments, I guess. Yeah. And WeChat, just, just for the benefit of the people listening, so WeChat, that's, that's like a social media platform, isn't it, where you, you can share pictures and stories like that. Yeah, 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 a lot. Especially because WeChat is is like targeted for all the ages in mm. China. Even my mother, like my grandmother, my aunt. So, mm. yeah. yeah, okay, okay. Now, you mentioned masks and how for this epidemic, you know, you went and got masks and then they sold out really quickly. Um, actually, there was something very similar where I am in the UK. And am I right in thinking that in China it's compulsory to wear a mask outside right now? And how easy has it been to get more masks? Uh, during uh, as before before the Wuhan was filled off, uh, we started to buy masks. At that time, I could still find some in the pharmacy, mm. uh, and then uh, because I stayed at home for a month, I have like although need need i don't need many masks so i didn't try to buy some mm. but for others um uh, there is one way it's like you can buy this from the e like taobao or some like online shops mm. 
and some people even try to buy from some other countries like like Indonesia or some you know some other countries mm. they ask people to buy buy that for them and get delivered back to the country but during the Wuhan is very during the Wuhan's worst time most of the masks were uh were sent to Wuhan so for normal people is just um try to buy some online mm-hmm. and uh and I know some you know some people they, they like they do business on WeChat they also share some moments on on that but sometimes it's not reliable maybe just like a fake mask okay yeah but these days it's it's easier it's much easier to get some yeah so along with wearing masks what other guidance have you been given in china to help stop the spread of the pandemic what have we been told the most is try not going mm. out if it's not necessary so just try to stay at home don't go to like crowd the place um and wear masks and uh make sure that uh uh before you entering your house uh you 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 take it off take the mask mm. off and fold it and throw it to the bin and then wash your hands maybe with like some sanitizer or if you wash during the uh the water under the water uh, it at least I think at least uh 30 seconds something mm. and and they even recommend us to take off our shoes and put it on the like the window or outside mm. okay because it might be some virus like under your shoes mm. maybe I don't know and then maybe take off your coat and hand it over and hand it maybe on your balcony or some other places and try to uh do not close your windows make your your room with more air in it and out out of the room so it's like um yeah mm. that's what we basically recommended yeah i mean that's really interesting because over here there's you know there's there's been some debate around masks at the moment but uh there's definitely the hand washing and so on um but not so much the less less emphasis on you know airing rooms or or, or having windows open or or you know uh taking care of your shoes or coats that's really interesting to hear now yeah, yeah. now one thing that we've seen here is that there's been um a lot of celebration of the work of doctors nurses and other medical staff and i wondered if there was something similar happening in china for doctors and nurses in china right yeah oh wow yeah uh <laughs> so doctors and nurses um from my place uh you know after wuhan after the hubei province is into that serious situation uh mm. we had a we we made a like a strategy is to uh to delegate uh nurses and doctors from different provinces to go to the hubei province to support mm. each cities so uh my province was assigned to help one of the city so they sent doctors to Wuhan to, to Hubei mm. province. So 
basically they they work absurdly long. I know that, and like every day they they have to they basically like like go to the front line. That's what we said、mm-hmm. in Chinese. They they go to、mm-hmm. the front line, and、uh, and I heard from news that that the Uh, the one thing is very important is their protection equipment. I don't know the、mm-hmm. exact name of the the, the clothes, the, the protection clothes for doctors.、Uh, mm-hmm. So、uh, they try to make sure the protection clothes are enough for them because、uh, they they can't. It's like each time when they are going to the bathroom or they want to eat something, they have to change it. They can't、mm-hmm. take it off. So. They have to make sure they have enough protection equipment.、Uh, and other than that, I think doctors in China are really brave. They try to like protect those normal people. <laughs> It's not like、mm-hmm. boasting. I yeah, we we really appreciate and respect for what they have done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting what you say about PP.、Uh, sorry, personal protective equipment, so the masks and the and the, the suits and so on, because there's actually similarly been some some debate around protective equipment for doctors, nurses, and other medical staff here,、um, where there's actually been some shortages and and some of the concerns around that. But it sounds like in in China they they've largely had enough equipment. Now we've also seen. Seen in the West, an increase in communities, so people volunteering to get shopping for their neighbours, calling up people who are elderly and living on their own, and I wondered if there was a similar surge in volunteering in China right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are a lot. Like I think talking about like volunteers, it happened everywhere during that time. So、mm. uh, like in the lockdown cities, they have those voluntary delivery guy. They help the community to buy、uh, to buy grocery to buy the like daily needs like food or something else and、um, and I think in my place is those voluntary those volunteer they try to persuade people don't go out if、mm-hmm. uh, they basically like、uh, they were on the streets or on some like、uh, some community they will. Different clothes, so you can recognize. And if they found out, like some people are wandering out, they will tell them not going out is dangerous outside. Just go back to your home. And even、mm-hmm. in countryside, there are there are some like、uh, some community workers. Those people they're working like what you said every day. Yeah. Oh, that sounds fantastic! That <laughs>、um, that so many people want to help and have, have come out to help. Now, you're a teacher.、Uh, you work in an English school. So, how has it affected the way that you teach? Have you been able to teach online,、um, and how's that been? Oh yes. So、um, I was because in in my company there are、uh, there were less online courses before. Because、mm. some kids are very small, like they are only three years old. <laughs> so,、Aww. so yeah, you know, you know, it's so hard to deliver online class at first.、Mm. Um, and then we just wait at home, and I I hope there is like a turning point, then we can go back to offline class because it's、mm. hard to engage those young kids. 
Um, but uh, during, I think after March, uh, I think it's at the middle of March, we started to deliver online classes. Mm. Um, for the very young kids, they still didn't get the classes, but for the relatively elder kids, like six, seven, or more or older they mm. they are having online classes now and i think it works better uh because um they have designed uh, a lot of games to share during teachers uh in our meetings so we start mm. to get used to that and uh chinese students uh they they have like online classes in public school so the whole country are having online classes uh but as i know uh for like my brother he is he's not very into the the online classes he's still mm. he's like mute there and he play games aside <laughs> mm. so it's like it's like uh there are a lot of distractions for them but but for as for a teacher i try I think I get used to that now. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I heard um, that as well as online teaching that there's actually been even online fitness classes and that came in quite early on. Uh, I don't know, but ah, because, okay. because, because um, for, for fitness, we have sort of like, like before this outbreak, we, we have all kinds of like apps they send you videos how to do fitness at home but okay, for yeah. courses maybe yeah okay thank you so much i wondered um just before we finish if there's anything else you think my listeners should know or would find interesting to know about your experiences so far uh well i think uh this is a, like a pandemic but as for at first, I was confined at home. Like every day, I I think it's so boring, and mm. all of my friends are they, they almost went crazy. Uh, then mm. I started to like try to learn to cook, and try to practice some other like writing or learning English with my friends. Like every day, then I mm. found although we can do nothing outside, but staying at home and find something and stick to it that make time goes fast and you will found like during this time at first you were so anxious or even get a little bit like you want get a little bit confined and you <laughs> it drives you crazy but mm. then you will found you get used to it and you can make the use of this time and maybe uh, now for me i i really like staying at home and the work from home so mm. sometimes for normal people i i don't think it's like really a really bad idea since the situation is bad but for your side uh try to do something meaningful and try to uh press, appreciate the time with yourself yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's that's really good advice um, for sure. So thank you very much for that. So thank you, Perry, for coming on the podcast. That was really insightful to hear about your experiences. Um, and I, I wish you all the best with the rest of lockdown and, and hopefully you can go back to teaching offline very soon. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Graduate Medicine Success Podcast. To learn more about the blog, please visit the website. Please leave a review or rating of this podcast, and I hope to see you in the next episode.